Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all nations, we are back with another episode of the Last Week in Wrestling podcast with a very special guest, a new guest to the show, Evan. Evan, how you doing, buddy? Great, Dylan. How are you doing today? Good, good, man. How's everything? How was your, uh, what were your reactions to the Elimination Chamber last night? Oh, God. Uh, Three out of five only because of the main event, but it was a solid four up until then. Even at the, I feel like I'm taking away from everyone else keeping the three rating just because I'm upset about uh, the whole Roman Sammy thing. Yeah. Like, uh, without that, it was just best pay-per-view this year so far. Like, I expect WrestleMania to be on another level, but... Oh, yeah. No, WrestleMania is definitely going to be on another level. But, uh, yeah, no, today's episode, we're going to talk mostly about Elimination Chamber. Kind of some of the matches throughout the week we had on Monday night. Friday night, of course, we've got to see Bray Wyatt, thankfully, taking out (laughs) Hit Row and not having us to listen to that ass rap that they were going to give us instead that was so nice to see they even even said it you're welcome Uh, yeah Yeah, (laughs) you said that man uh so we were like yes thank you thank you so much Bray. um but yeah no we started off the show elimination chamber uh with the women's rum uh the women's chamber itself uh which was uh really a great great way to start off the show we had oscar natalia uh, we have Raquel, Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross, Crazy Nikki, and Money Mella, Carmella, uh, all coming out in the pods. Uh, of course, Oscar won, as we, we all know by now. Uh, it is the next day after Elimination Chamber. But if you haven't seen it, definitely go watch it. It was definitely a good mar- uh, opening match uh, for the pay-per-view. Uh, I, too, give this pay-per-view a 3 out of 5. And, you know, some of the matches throughout kind of... Put me down a little bit, especially that Brock and Bobby match. Um, and the, the finish was shit. But, the finish was shit. <laughs> but, like, otherwise, it was, like, the, what you could expect. Early finisher after early finisher. Like, uh, no real suplex city anymore from Brock. Just a few F5s. and the, like, But, yeah, the low blow on the hurt lock. It's just, like... What I don't re- really don't get is the fact that now they're booked for a WrestleMania match when Bray said whoever like wins should run. So is he going to be going after Bobby now? Is he going to screw Bobby out of a win against Lesnar? Like does someone need, like need to screw Bobby out of a win against Lesnar? Does Lesnar need help? <laughs> right. Like, and like I think. To, I, along with many members of the universe, want a Wyatt match at WrestleMania. Because we need the it. only Wyatt match we've gotten since his return was this the sponsored by Mountain Dew logo everywhere. And, like, yeah, it was fun. Quick match. Like, I, I liked the ending with the mask and the howdy dive and everything. It was cool. I wish the Mountain Dew logo wasn't everywhere. And I want, you know, Bray Wyatt to have a non-Mountain Dew match. Like, uh, we all do. Like. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, I too, <clears throat> excuse me. I too uh, thought that uh, the Brock and Bobby finish was was very crappy uh, as well. And then on top of that, you know, we had the men's chamber, which uh, Austin Theory retained due to the antics of Logan Paul coming in. Uh, and then of course after that, we had uh, the Beth, Phoenix, Edge, and Finn and Rhea kind of separating all of the matches in between. Uh, Rhea and Finn unfortunately lost, which I thought was going to be totally opposite. I figured 
with Judgment Day looking forward into Mania season, with Rhea now facing Charlotte, we were going to get a strong finish for Judgment Day. Um, but it was the total opposite. And then, of course, Roman and Sami's amazing storytelling and match enti- entirely was uh, definitely one to rewatch again and again, for sure. Um, but no, I also give it a 3 out of 5. But let's let's go back to the uh, the beginning part of the, uh, the night, the women's chamber. Let's talk a little bit about that. What did you think? What were your favorite moments of that match overall? I mean, Asuka in general is just back to, like, I can't say another level because she's back to her NXT days. Mm-hmm. It's Vince did a shitty job booking her when she stepped up to WWE and, like, let her undefeated run continue up until, oh, well, yeah, well, Ric Flair's daughter's going to be the one to end that at WrestleMania. Like, it, it, it was the dumbest shit. And then uh, she started losing regular matches on Raw, like the undefeated run on NXT never happened, never giving her that viability again. And now with Triple H and creative control has finally, like, he breathed new life into her. And now she, like, the slightly new gimmick, the new face paint, hair, everything. I'm digging all of it. The little Mm. changes at the premium live events. We're, we're calling them now, like, I'm, I, she was the best part of the chamber. Going in, everyone knew she was going to win. Yeah, that was like, very easy. I think that it was a very easy uh, call. We all kind of knew that, uh, you know, Asuka was the number one choice for everybody as well. Yeah, no, I, I too agree. <clears throat> I think that that uh, was a great way to start the show off. It definitely put the level of intensity of the whole entire show on a different pedestal going into the matches that followed. Um, no, I, I, a couple of my favorite moments, I definitely would say, is the double elimination from um, Raquel and uh, Asuka on Liv Morgan. The two of them submitting, uh, or pretty much knocking out oh, yeah. Liv. Uh, Killing. From, yeah. Suffocating. From uh, but Liv, Liv had some crazy spots. One of my favorite ones was that, uh, that uh, what was it? Hunter Karana. Karana over the tar- turnbuckle, off of the top of the chamber, which was insane. Insane. Yeah. I mean, her ability, it's like, I, you know, I, I always, I keep saying it over and over again. Uh, Liv needs another title shot run and another title run in general. Yeah, like uh, Roundy, uh, Roundy, Roddy and... Uh, Ronda Rousey and Shayna need to like go after the women's tag championships, which obviously what they're going towards. Like I mean, I love damage control and everything. They're like one of the best factions in my honest opinion. But like, uh, they should take the women's tag titles, which means Ronda is nowhere near any women's championships, mm-hmm. and not about to screw Liv out of it again because that was just such garbage. Yeah. After everything Liv did for the company since like the beginning of her run. Like, uh, for, like, you know, a, just a TV match with Ronda Rousey to be the end of her first championship reign is blasphemy when Ronda's done so very little for right. WWE. Not to belittle her UFC run and what she did as the first ever UFC Women's Champion. I think she's a very talented woman, but she she is not a talented wrestler. She botched a DDT. Yeah. That she, like, was taking. Like, all, yeah. all you need to do is fall forward, and she couldn't even do that, like... Yes. She needs so much more ring work, and to be a multi-time women's champion, it's just spitting in the face of the women who do this full-time. Yeah, no, I and that's what, that was what me and Sam were talking about last week on the last episode. I, you know, I, I titled it Dylan Hates Legends, 
And in mm -hmm. a way, in a way, it's true because I don't like when we're giving these part timers like Logan Paul, like Ronda Rousey, these opportunities, these mania moments, these pay-per-view matches of a century, and having them win and steal the show from wrestlers that are out there, 365, seven days a week, putting on TV spots on top of regular live shows for regular audiences, and then going into a pay-per-views right after, and, you know, truly, really wrestling for their uh, life out there in a way. I mean, you know, Logan yeah. Paul I see has been doing a lot of in-ring work and training, so I kind of got to be a little bit not so harsh about it to him cuz he's taking it just as seriously yeah, as he, Bad Bunny did. Like but Logan is not a great person. I can never get behind him as a human being, but super talented wrestler. I'll give him that. Like he really got it together for his in-ring performances and like he's impressed the hell out of me and I think everyone else with what he's pulled off against the Miz and Roman so far, but and, like at the same time I, I don't think you can really call Logan or Ronda legends to any degree, at least in the ring. No, like, not in not in like a WWE Hall of Fame thing. I think more or less in the sense of uh what they're trying to strive to be. You know, the word, I feel like nowadays, isn't really being utilized like it used to be. And it's not really being given to people that truly deserve it. I think it's more being thrown away and thrown very loosely to people that are part-timers, more or less. And uh, a lot of people that aren't really as uh, gifted or talented or even just practiced yeah. well enough to be in the squared circle. You know, it's a sacred thing. You know, the ring has been established for many, many eons, and a lot of people, men and women, have been in that circle, in that square for, Jesus, years. So, you know, when you're stepping in there, you're stepping into a history or an iconic moment that you could be making. You know, memories are, you know, done in that ring, from artists you and I can name all the top of our heads to back to when it was AGW or AWG and... and, and you know, New Japan even and stuff yeah. like that. So, you know, the man, in, in my opinion, like Gunther takes it very personally. I kind of take it a little personally when we let these uh, part-timers kind of come in and steal the show to real show stealers, real show stoppers. Not trying to take HBA's, uh, HBK's gimmick, but yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, I, yeah. Feel, I feel a sweet chin music every time uh, one of them come in there. It's just a low blow cheap shot. Yeah, and the, I like that you use those two phrases so closely to each other. Like when HBK was around, yeah, he was the showstopper. He had the super kick. Like that was all him since he's gone. Those have become universal terms. Yeah. Like there can be multiple showstoppers. Everyone super kicks, and I love it. Yeah, yeah, I do too. And a lot of them are very talented with, with that. They kind of adapted their own versions of it, like the Young Bucks. and oh, the uh, super kick party. Yeah, the Usos doing it as well. And we got Shelton Benjamin that does it once in a blue moon. The Uso, I mean, the Usos definitely honed it because that was like one of three of their moves when they had the whole Samoan Abusa Bull gimmick thing. Yeah. Like, I, um, honest to God, I could not stand them back then. Mm. The, the whole colorful, it was just Samoan John Cena just show up in the new Fruity Pebble color every week yeah scream and do the same three moves over and over again day one did everything for those guys for sure no like, for sure i couldn't believe that i was actually rooting for them all of a sudden and like <coughs> doing amazing heel work like yeah i could finally totally get behind them and they just like vastly increased their repertoire when it comes to in-ring ability 
and they came out with a 1D or the, the, just the, their version of the 3D. Yeah. And, like, you know, they, they just really upped their game entirely with a gimmick change and everything. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the Bloodline would have been hysterical with the older Sos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they, too, would have laughed at themselves. But I'm like, wow, yeah. I can't believe we did this. And look how far we've come with it. No, they look great now. Oh, yeah. um, but going back to the women's chamber, but besides, besides Liv's crazy moments... And Asuka, of course, picking up that victory. Was there anybody you wanted to see in the chamber that you thought had a better opportunity for Bianca Belair than what we had instead? Like, would you have replaced anybody? I know our common one would be Nick uh, Natalia, you yeah. know, of course. But, I mean, you know, we are in Canada. She's Canadian, just like Sammy, just like Edge. So those are the big ticket seller items. Big people are going to come and see her no matter what. You know, she is a part of the legendary Hard Foundation. So she does bring a lot of nostalgia to some people and, and uh, great memories of what the Hart Foundation has made in WWE and pro wrestling in general. But would you have wanted to see anybody else? Do you think Refer- someone else? Just to backtrack a second, referring to Natalia as like the a reminder of... I like- know. The history of the Hart Foundation, the Hart Family Dungeon. No, no, there are lots of people who trained in the Hart Family Dungeon that are still in the ring today. Within WWE, AEW, Impact, and NJPW, everywhere. Yeah. Like, whether they're from Canada or just went there to work in the dungeon. Like, the Hart Family's done so much for this company. And, like, Natalia's gruesome, like, just ghoulish face yeah should not be the like peak reminder like and uh, i love jim Neidhart too like the heart family in general owen uh yeah rest in peace owen yeah yeah it, like blue blazer they did so much for the company and like you know like and on top of that like yeah natalia's never been like on top of the like the rest of her family were all able to act right they were all like yeah. you know performers they could shoot good promos never once has Natal- like natalia's put on convincing matches and made it look like she was doing damage i've rooted for her in the past but never once during a promo did i believe anything coming out of her mouth yeah like she's the worst actress in like the history of the women's division oh, okay i can't say it in the history but like it, it, since the <laughs> women's revolution Mm. She has, like, been the worst actress. And, like, you know, Charlotte, Paige, many women who are still around today were there for the Divas era before. I mean, Charlotte was technically one of the horse women, But nonetheless, like, you know, the, they were still there for that era. Right. And, like, they all got their chops together and were able to put on convincing promos, except Natalia. She just, I guess, never needed to learn because she knew she had the heart name. And I feel like she's more so used to that. Rather than tried to bring it to a new level, being the only woman from the Hart family hmm. to get into wrestling. Okay. Like she instead she just put the colors on like I have a job no matter what. Right. And that's been her attitude ever since. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I can. I could definitely see that as well with Dominic Mysterio too a little bit. Yeah. Um. You know that's something we could talk about as well before we end, but. Uh, any anybody do you think to win the elimination chamber no it should have been asuka 110 percent to be in the elimination chamber that would have made it more entertaining and yeah like a would you want to see like, becky would you rather see oh, bailey yeah, if becky or bailey i like i said that going into it like if becky i wish becky or bailey either one of them won that match to make it a seven woman elimination chamber for the first time ever that would have been wildly fun starting yeah. with a triple threat 
Like, I, I was really disappointed when Bianca won that match. That was, like, the first time Bianca ever actually disappointed me, I think. Yeah. But, like... Uh, well, she's the BDS. She's yeah, like, the EST. Yeah. You know? She's the EST. So, I mean, I understand. But, yeah. No, I, I agree, too. There, I would have been nice to see that little triple threat history maker on a history momental, uh, momental uh, thing with it being in Quebec, double night in Quebec. Uh, yeah. You know, definitely would have brought... People to the Raptors, you know, seeing that type of that type of work. Um, but then uh, after that, after Oscar, a uh, glorious victory uh, with submitting Carmella at the end, uh, we go into one of the most craziest matches, Brock and Bobby. The match that we didn't expect would end the way it ended. Very shitty ending with the uh, hurt lock getting kicked, unfortunately, in the gonads. By Brock to Bobby, um, what did you think? Well, what, what did you, how did you feel about all that? It, it was a bad finish. It was exactly what we could have expected from that match. You know, early finishes. It's not one of the big four out of the year. We can't expect you know a slobber knocker from Lesnar. It's just the match in between or the pay per view in between the Rumble and WrestleMania and. Like, I expected it to be short, but just, yeah, the low blow, like, I, I was hoping Wyatt would come out. Yeah. You know, Wyatt being in Montreal the night before and then not at uh, Elimination Chamber was really disappointing. And, the, God, they... I don't get how they're setting up for a WrestleMania match between them now. Like uh, That's the rumor just... that's happening. Yeah, I keep saying uh, it as well. I really well. hope it doesn't go through. Same. Like, uh, that should have wrapped up Bobby and Brock. Like, I mean, yeah, Brock's obviously going to be pissed off. Right. That, you know, now the score's 2-1, to one, <coughs> and, and it was supposed to settle that, and he, was, he wanted to win, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, like... Uh, uh, at the same time, though, Brock then went on a killing spree. Yes, again. To, like, the entire staff afterwards. Of course. With permission this time, thankfully. So yeah, right. Unbelievable. But, yeah. like, uh, still at that, in kayfabe law, like, he should now be on a suspension. And, like, he can show back up at WrestleMania, do a little spot, maybe get an impromptu match against someone, have a little squash. You know, Lesnar performed at WrestleMania. I wouldn't mind that at all. But, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Like, we should move forward with Wyatt now. Because, like, Wyatt deserves a WrestleMania match more than uh, Bobby or Brock separately. And especially, I would rather have Bray Wyatt fight a broomstick than watch Bobby and Brock instead of that. Mm-hmm. Like... Bray has just been so underutilized. And again, it's character development right now. He's right, still, right, right. We're still in the early stages. <clears throat> God, he's done so little. Mm-hmm. And like this WrestleMania could be the biggest difference maker for him. They should have, I, I personally think they should have masked Uncle Howdy at WrestleMania. That'll be unforgettable. Yeah, it could happen though. Yeah. I, I You know, with Bray Wyatt coming back recently after the Royal Rumble, like we were talking about before with the pitch black match and everything, um, yeah, I kind of expected more as well. This was another disappointing moment and underutilization of Bray Wyatt and the Firefly Funhouse and Uncle Howdy and everything in between with all of that that we've been seeing every single week, even up to now. Now knowing that come this Friday we're getting the Firefly Funhouse again, which is very exciting. I'm a big, big fan. So, um, you know, if all of that was supposed to quote-unquote happen, let's say, per se... You know, we could have had Brock walking off, the light shut off, and it's 
Firefly Funhouse. And it's like, Brock, how are you? How's everything? Yeah. And, you know, oh, I see you like to play low games. Okie dokie. Well, guess what? And, you know, break into the character of the fiend. <coughs> or just, you know, have Uncle Howdy meet him at the entrance laughing. You know, something of that nature would have maybe elevated that terrible ending a little bit more than just seeing, uh, oh, great, two gladiators back in there again fighting. Oh, great, Brock cheated and low-blowed him just to fucking uh, get his way pretty much to get a win over Bobby. But really, he lost. You know, yeah. it was a disqualification. So Bobby's up to one now. One thing that like could be cool <coughs> is that because now we're gonna we're all expecting uh, Wyatt to go after Lashley. Uh, so now say like you know Lesnar gets the clearance, they let him go back to the ring, even though he like the destroyed half of the staff and the and the uh, announce table. Yeah, for the fifth time that night. But nonetheless, um, even though like Lashley did all that, let him come back to the ring, and so he starts talking about mania. Say the Firefly Funhouse does come on the screen then, and even though we're expecting it to be about Lashley, right? And like it's just Bray's not there. It's just like you know the current Wyatt Six static over like the crossed out uh, eyes and the pictures of Orton and Cena panning across the room to all the dead puppets, and Uncle Howdy shows up behind Lesnar, kicks him in the nuts, right? Like hey, bring it full circle, hit him with a chair a few times, hit Sister Abigail, and get in his face, screaming, "It should have been you. You were supposed to win. Right. We want you." Right. Like have that be the last segment on SmackDown before the camera cuts out. Like, granted, it's never going to be that good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it could. I mean, Triple H is a charge, but again. You never know. Uh, I, you know, that would be a wild, wild ending for the Firefly Funhouse for that Friday, for this Friday yeah, coming up. Yeah, like I think they should just target Lesnar anyway with a "you should have won" gimmick. Yeah, like uh, yeah, you, kind of play it around on Raw, have him like walk around in their signs and shit, saying you you should have been you were the one. Why? What happened? And then they can get in his head. You were never good enough to beat Lashley. You think you're good enough to beat me? Yeah. <laughs> like. All right. Unbelievable. And they That'd can be really wild. piss him off. Get in his head. Make him act out and yeah. uh, be irrational while Wyatt stays cool, calm, collected, in control the whole time. Right. Like he is of his family. Now he's in control of Lesnar too. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many possibilities here but like yeah like, I, I don't like I'd rather see Wyatt versus Lashley than anything than not see Wyatt at all I should say but like yeah Wyatt versus Lesnar at Wrestlemania just sounds like such a fun time we've gotten Les- Lesnar and Lashley so many times yeah. why do we need to repeat that at Wrestlemania it is and it, on top of that we had it cool. about seven years ago the storytelling between the two of them you know, yeah. uh, Bray gave Brock Lesnar's sister Abigail. Yeah. So, you know, kind of doing a full circle. Firefly Funhouse is the start of the full circle, like you were saying. And it's Bray Wyatt's in the ring when uh, all of a sudden the lights cut out and it's the Firefly Funhouse music and he's looking around but there's nobody in the Firefly Funhouse itself. Like, maybe the dead puppets or whatnot yeah. or it's the puppets going... Uh, you should turn around. And then all of a sudden, it's Bray right there, and he hits the sister Abigail and hits him with, I'll see you at Mania, and then walks off. You know, that's that would be interesting. Or, you know, it should have been you. I don't want to have to face Bobby type of thing. You know, and kind of throughout all these weeks leading into Mania, it's giving him signs of, it should have been you. You think you could beat me after you lost to Bobby again. 
Like, you know, how, how could you how could you lose to him when you think you could beat me? Like, it's going to be impossible. So, no, I think that's a really good idea for sure. Um, but what would you give that one overall? That match it entirely. Because of the finish of three. Okay. Like, uh, the, yeah, it I'd was say, fun. Same. Like, I mean, if it, if they came straight out of the gate, maybe it'd be just be story building at that point. But if they came straight out of the gate where Lesnar just ran it, or no, Le- oh, Lashley just ran at Lesnar, Lesnar just kicked him in the nuts, started laughing, and then killing everyone around them. Yeah. Like, it, it, it'd be totally, like, asinine and nonsensical, but, like, I'd, I'd still find it hilarious. But, like, at least, you know, they had a little bit of a brawl. They, you know, Lashley hit a spear early on. Lesnar hit F5 after F5. And then, you know, Lesnar still hasn't been able to break the Hurt Lock. So, yeah, story building, but not a WrestleMania-worthy story. Like, if they rehash this again later in the year, whatever, I'm fine with it. Survivor Series or SummerSlam, they want to throw it together for, okay, this is going to be the last one. They're wrapping it up. We're never seeing this again, and it's going to be, like, you know, the big match. We're expecting Lesnar v. Lashley to be great. Not this WrestleMania, not so soon after having them fight so many times. Right. It's just, it's like, unless they just really want to put a bathroom break in there for everyone. Because <laughs> that's considerate. But, like, no, I think the fans are behind me, too. Like, no one wants to see that match in particular. Les- Lesnar and Lashley fans alike. Like, yeah. No, for sure, I, I I agree with you to that as well. What would uh what would you say if Brock is one of the what fi- of the Firefly Funhouse members? No, no, absolutely. You can't you can't not. see it. He, he he he's worth too much on his own, and then the, the, like and then what? Like uh, Bray had Braun Strowman for a while. I think they're not doing much with Braun as of recent, so I think it'd be cool to like just suddenly have the Black Sheep come back every now and again. They established Braun and Alexa as right. a mixed tag during a, a mixed tag tournament thing. That'd be cool to see them together in the Wyatt Six now in this horror persona, long term working together. I, I thought they had great chemistry right. when they were a tag team. Like there could be a lot of fun there. Like uh, like Braun could belong. He looks like he he did. He belonged to the Wyatt family. He looks like he still does. Mm. Now staying on with this topic for a second, do you think? We are getting Alexa Bliss in the Wyatt oh, Six. Yeah. Yeah, or she, do you think she's going to remain one of the outsiders looking in? If she was going to remain one of the outsiders, she would have come back after Bianca kicked her ass. Instead, okay. it just was her crying in the ring with Uncle Howdy on the monitor, getting in her head, and that was the last we saw of her, and now she's gone. Right. Where else did she go? Right. Okay. <laughs> like... Who, what character do you think, or what puppet do you think she is, if she had to choose one? Sister Abigail. She is Sister Abigail. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unless they're going to get other women, or fucking Eric Rowan's going to come back and address. Like, we all want it to be Alexa Bliss. Right, right. <laughs> no, for sure. So then after that, we get the men's chamber. We It's the, uh, right? Is it the men's, what? or is it Edge? I oh, know it was Edge and Phoenix next. Okay, so Edge and Phoenix is the next match after that, uh, with Finn and Rhea. Judgment Day leading into the men's chamber. How did, well, let's go with this. Uh, what did you think overall? What would you rate that one? It overall? was exactly what I expected. Okay. We watched it together. I, it was what I called. It's Rhea was going to get the upper hand on Beth 100% of the time. She needs to. She's on the way to WrestleMania. She just won the Royal Rumble. She cannot look weak even in the face of a legend like Phoenix. And Balor is doing fuck all. Who cares? Uh, he's going to take the pin because, like... What are they going to do? Have Judgment Day kill Beth Phoenix so Edge could take a vacation? Have them come back together so they could lose? Like, uh, none of that canonically makes any sense. 
Edge made the Judgment Day. Edge is going to kill the Judgment Day before he retires. Like, right. It's in exact. It's just going to be a. I made you, or I brought you into this world, and I can take you out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and I'm totally behind that because Finn is worth so much more than the Judgment Day. Damian Priest is worth more. Rhea's worth more. They simply exist to carry Dominic because Daddy can't do it anymore. Yeah, and NXT needs to be the ones to carry Dominic. Judgment <laughs> Day is like should have been yesterday's news already, mm-hmm. and should have been able to dismantle them by now. Like, but now it's all Dominic has. So. Right. I'm gonna get a little more of that. Um, yeah, no, I I agree with that as well. Uh, I think Dominic needs to go to NXT for a little bit and kind of honed his skills in the ring. You know, I mean, he's getting. Yeah, he's he's promo work is getting better. You know, I have to give him that. I know I keep shitting on him like every episode of this podcast, but um I I do have to say he is learning something. He is growing to an extent. He is getting better to an extent. He's not I you know, I feel like his his weakest moment is in the ring. He just doesn't seem to be comfortable. He didn't seem to be comfortable when it was him and Ray. He didn't seem to be comfortable when he was doing singles matches. And he's starting to be comfortable in the Judgment Day. But again, in the ring, he's still, like, hesitant. You know, moves and even in spots, he seems a little too hesitant when when doing something. And it, and that's going to cost him an injury if he keeps that type of mentality and, and action going forward. Yeah, and we've talked about it before. A wrestler's biggest asset is... <coughs> a, good-looking finishing move, and the fact that he's still dialing up the 619... Yeah, he's too big. shitting all over his father. He's too tall. He's too tall like, for There's it. nothing wrong with him having the family value thing. It was cool seeing him and Ray hit the 619 together on people. That was fun while it lasted, but as soon as he joined the Judgment Day, like, it could have just been like a double-arm DDT like Dean Ambrose used to have. Like, right. It, it, we're not saying it needs to be anything flashy to begin with. And like, let, like Give him something just to hold him over. That everyone kicks out of. And right. then, like, eventually, like, when he improves his ability, give him something devastating. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't need to be right now, but he, he needs to drop the 619. It just looks silly coming out of him. Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, he's very comical. Com- comical? Comedical? Comedic. No, com- comedic. Thank you. Uh, when he's when he's on the side, uh, you know, show, telling mommy to move and telling mommy what to do and trying to guide her through the matches and stuff like that. I mean, she's doing the same thing for him, too, if not wrestling for him at the same time. So, uh, no, I definitely think that, uh, you know, you, you hit it right on the head. It was exactly what we were looking for. You know, Rhea didn't want to look weak, especially going into WrestleMania, only 40 now, 41 days away as we record this. So, um, you know, she has a big match ahead of her. She has yeah. Charlotte. And that, now that, we'll stay on this for a second. Do you think... That this is going to be the start and stop of Charlotte Flair's reign to then break the Flair streak, which really isn't breaking the Flair streak. It's just improving it, if not making it yeah. a longer streak than it's anything. Being the Ric Flair streak, <coughs> right? Uh, yeah, like, uh, like solidifying the Flair legacy now that it exists. You know, right? And like. Uh, obviously she's just on her way to that. And I think she's, when she finally wins her, either her 16th or her 17th world championship, probably 17th, when she breaks her father's record, that's when we can expect her to go on a full Roman Reigns tangent and outdo her father's longest reign with the world championship in one sitting. Right. 
So she's going to outdo him in every possible way. Like, that's obviously where the story is going because then when, like, they have to do that first before they can have any male superstar outdo his actual world championship range, a world heavyweight, WWE championship, whatever you want to call it. Because a man is then going to come along and win the same championships Rick was winning. Charlotte can do that, being in the women's division. Right. So, Who would you want to see that happen to? Who do you want out of the roster currently if the rumor, to break it? If the rumors are untrue and he's not actually shelved for life, the one person who really deserves it is Orton. Okay. Like, I agree with be, that. Yeah, I, that should be the, the first guy on... like or, For years, uh, I like, I would have said Cena when he was still an active competitor. Now, no, he no longer deserves to be that. He's now on to like bigger and better things. He's gone full... Dwayne Johnson, and good for him. I'm happy for him. Like, uh, like uh, he's, he has a great career. He deserves to come back every now and again, have a couple bangers, or come back home to wrestling. I'm sure he always will, as long as he's physically able to. Right. And, and it's uh, in his contract. That. I'm fine with that, but no more championships. Like, maybe if he, like, comes back for a month run and wins the U.S. title for a little bit, I'm, I'm fine with that, whatever. Or does the Intercontinental Championship again to become another two-time as a Triple Crown champion, whatever they call that, when they've won everything? Like, he could do that too. I'm fine with it. Mid-card titles or whatever when it comes to him, but he should not win any more World Championships. Orton deserves to be the first guy to beat Ric Flair's streak. Right. And it should really only be up to 17, maybe 18. Probably at 17 because he's getting old. Yeah, we can't have him in like main event world championship matches that much longer, especially with the recent scare. That, as I said, yeah. if the rumors are untrue, if he's shelved for life, <coughs> supposedly he's training quietly. Good, good. Supposedly good he's training quietly, and I'm I'm excited for that too. Yeah, I would like to see him, and he's probably the only one that, out of everybody currently on the roster, that deserves it the most. Yep. he's put in the most time. He's and been he's, to, like he's the been, closest. He, yeah, second yeah second closest to Cena. So I and, mean, and closest in the active roster, yeah. Yeah. So you know, for sure, we would love to see um, Randy Orton come back and, and and wrestle again. And if he wants to break that streak or make it eighteen, and then go, okay, I'm done now. Okay, great, thanks. You know, I'm yeah. I'm happy. You you did your work and and went above and beyond. Like they could even make something fun out of it. I mean, I doubt they're ever gonna get give Matt Riddle a world championship. But if they yeah. if he comes back and earns his way back up before Orton is cleared to compete again, they could. Do RK Bro have that be kind of fun? Have Riddle help or just assist Orton on his way to a world championship? That Orton turns to Riddle and says, "Like, you helped me so much, you deserve a shot." Thinking like, oh, "This kid's never gonna beat me." Have Riddle end the whatever it's the fifteenth or sixteenth at that point, right. and then have that finally build to like a resentment, like it's supposed to be this camaraderie thing between the team right fighting for the championship and then when one when orton loses we start to see that dark side come back again for the first time in a while you know everyone loves from him and yeah punch riddle right in the head apex predator baby that acid comes rushing back from whatever was like left behind from uh, from the pond riddle goes on a trip orton takes the title back like anything's possible from that point it would be a lot of fun there's i mean you could do anything with orton and right. he'll he'll make it work he'll put people over he'll make everyone look good he always has and he like as long as he's clear to compete he always will mm-hmm. but, but <coughs> sorry if speculation is wrong and i had to pick someone else to 
uh, beat Flair's streak. I mean, Rollins has to be up there. He's very, very far away from it. Definitely not Roman. No. Because no one's going to want him to win the championship again after the 900 days undefeated. Like, yeah, we no got to give a break on that now. Like, and it makes zero... Like, and granted, he's going to retire soon. His contract's running out. And yeah, he wants to go to Hollywood. He wants yeah. to do the Rock thing, which yeah. is fine. I, I, I support people that want to do that. Absolutely. Because, you know, you're, you're putting your body through so much as is that you don't need to be double-upping yourself on, um, you know... Cause you you not you know you don't want to put yourself in an injury, not not in any way shape and form. So I I'm totally okay with uh, him trying to, you know, with Roman and everything. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I I agree. I think that more or less I'm cool with Roman leaving and then you know doing the the Rock thing, going and being a superstar like John Cena is like. How you know everybody in WWE pretty much turns to be when their wrestling career is either fading out or is done entirely and needs another way to make some extra money instead of going the indie route, you know, to like New Japan or something or GCW. Provided he's successful, I think it would be like borderline poetic that like at the end of it all. Roman goes on to rule Hollywood. Rollins rules WWE. Moxley's a constant head of AEW. Like, they're all now in their comfort zones, like, where they can really be at their apex and rule from afar. And, like, thusly, in a spiritual sense, the Shield could reunite that and, like, you know, that camaraderie of, like, oh, we are all the best at what we do. We were never wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I agree with that, too. Um, you know, I do wonder if, um, you know, when Roman's title reign is going to end. I know we're talking about the whole Beth Phoenix and everything thing, but, you know, going now into the men's chamber. Um, and then, of course, Roman and Sammy. I wonder when Roman's streak, quote unquote, per se, will end. We'll get to that, of course, when we talk more with the Roman and Sammy Everyone match. Everyone knows when. Yeah, I, well, I mean, you know, there's it's debatable. Feels no, like not. it could be SummerSlam because of the thousand day. Cody's contract is not debatable. Uh, yeah, that's true too. He would not be not in that debatable. company if it was. Yeah. Um. So now we go to the men's match, men's chamber, right. which was insane. I mean, Montez Ford. At, listen, out of everybody that performed last night, Roman, Sammy, the women in the chamber, Beth, and. And Finn and Rhea and Beth and Brock and Bobby, all everybody in between. The men's chamber, MVP, Montez Ford. Montez Ford put on one hell of a show. Yeah, like the the most memorable part was not Rollins, you know, um, um, almost beating Theory and Theory getting the upper hand. It was not Theory's finish by any means. What stole the entire fucking night was Montez's Oscar-winning performance that, let's face it, had the entirety of Twitter on the edge of their seats like, oh my god, did Rollins just accidentally kill him? Yeah. The way that, like, you know, when his head hit the chamber, when Rollins hit the stomp and his head hit the chamber, the way he buckled, went down, the ref throwing the X, putting on gloves, checking him, like, the way he was just able to, like, shift his eyes and cross them and, like, make them bug out of his head when, like, he finally started coming to, like... 
messed up a little bit, like willfully like getting his bum leg right over the middle rope without like that's second nature to him. He's a wrestler, right? So you can't yeah. really blame him for that. But beyond that, like everyone was worried about how he was doing, and then it all made complete sense that he he collapsed conveniently right in the chamber door and everything. So they were focused more on Montez than like making sure he's like healthy, getting him out of the chamber to a safer spot so they could get the stretcher and everything, giving Logan the opportunity to capitalize on Seth. Right, exactly. Like, the, that, like, the, once Logan Paul showed up, I, was, I, I had the initial rage of, of course, he's going to ruin an elimination chamber. He, like, everything else he gets involved with, he has to ruin. And... Yeah, but then like uh, once I got started getting over that, I realized like, oh my god, Montez is okay. Yeah, <laughs> thank God. Yeah, because that shot looked like it was serious for. Yeah, I, it definitely. Like, like I was like, oh shit, like he's he's hurt, he's yeah. hurt, but he wasn't, and that's that was comforting to know that because now you know, I mean, again, it could it could be maybe he was hurt a little bit, but again, it did look like more or less this was a perfect setup for Logan to sweep in swoop in and do the curb stop hit that lariat on seth causing seth the match causing seth to you know become united states champion again ruining his moment in the elimination chamber letting austin theory reign supreme and have the new forever champ going forward which again i will keep saying it i'm enjoying austin theory in this heel run i you know i hated him with the whole selfie thing under vince mcmahon wing and now that he's kind of like a free bird, letting himself fly, kind of being like, I'm going to be the badass of this WWE company and the United States Championship's going to mean something now. Uh, he's, he's proving that time and time again. Again, he's not having matches that are his win- him winning clean. This is, again, him showing that he might not have all that he takes to have a clean match and win on his own. This is, what, the third or fourth time someone has interfered and helped him in a way, whether they realized it or not, have him retain or get the United States Championship. So, you know, it's great to see Austin in action. It's great to see him on the mic. It's great to see him on the promos. But again, in the ring, he's very talented. He's better talented than, you know, Dominic for shit sure. But, oh my god. Yeah. yeah, like night and day. Dominic's but, never won any gold for a good goddamn... Aside from being the first ever Father Son Tag Team Champion. Exactly. Just for the gimmick. It wasn't because he earned it. Exactly. And, you know, now we get Austin Theory as United States Champion. You know, are we going to see the downfall of Theory going forward? Are these antics of him being, oh, people are helping me without me realizing or knowing that they're going to help me so I don't have to worry about potentially losing this opportunity as the United States champion. You know, these are these are the things that, who knows, you know, could happen. This is genuinely just dawning on me now, but now that you mentioned that, like, theories, like every title is going to go on to be defended at WrestleMania. Pretty much. But the way it's looking right now, I think we might, uh, and God, I... Knock on wood. I don't jinx it, but uh, we might be getting the first ever clean sweep at WrestleMania. Of with John in it, yeah. No, no, clean sweep of championships with every single one changing hands. The Usos are falling apart because of the bloodline. Right. They can lose the tag titles easily. Uh, even if it's just one, technically the title still changed hands. 
Yeah. Or maybe they'll. Uh, there's still a month and a half to build story. They could have two matches, one one night, one in the other, right. and wind up losing both championships in the long run. We got Asuka going on another undefeated streak to beat Bianca. We have Rhea definitely going to beat Charlotte because Charlotte needs to beat her dad's record. We have Cody contractually obligated to beat Roman for the Universal, the WWE Universal Championship. Uh, 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 there's Gunther. There's <laughs> Gunther. There's Gunther. There's <laughs> Gunther. He's 200 and something days as yeah. champion. And is, it like... is it a triple threat? Is it a singles match? Is it all of the above? Is it a two-nighter? Is it a... Who knows? We don't know just yet. But yeah. I mean, we will very soon. Yeah, I mean... These next couple of weeks, we got, again, 41 days. Plenty of time for a story. It's a full month to get story in there. I know, I know we were talking about the speculation between Wyatt and Lesnar or Lashley and Lesnar, but like I was reading earlier today that fans are speculating that because of the Royal Rumble face-off, like we might get Gunther and Lesnar unless they're getting his first IC title. Not his first. No, he won the U.S. title back in the way. He's never been IC champion, has he? No. No. Yeah, he's been undisputed. He's been heavy. And he's been WWE United States. And United States. And tag team And of course tag team, yes. Shelton yes. Benjamin. Yes, which is uh, still <laughs> still one of the craziest tag teams I've ever I, I'll ever remember uh in history of Oh, uh, he was WWE. still green. Yeah, he was uh, still green, exactly. He was the muscle and Benjamin was the brains. It was a good team. Yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> um so after the men's uh chamber, Seth unfortunately loses, Austin retains. Uh, due to Logan Paul, son of a bitch, uh, we got the main card, the main show, what everybody came to say, Roman versus Sammy. I mean, I have four out of five. Four out of five. Just four out of five. Uh, the, the men's rumble, four out of five. Women's, no, I'm sorry, the men's chamber, four out of five. The women's chamber for me, four out of five. Brock was the only one that was a big disappointment. That was a two out of five for me. The short match with a low blow. Yeah, Edge and Edge and Finn's match uh, with the mixed gender match. Uh, three out of five for that. Yeah, I expected it. Was, it. it yeah, it was just exactly what everyone thought was going to happen. So cool. It could could have been worse. This the last match could have been a five out of five for me if Kevin Owens didn't come in after the fact. Yeah. Like, after the e- fact. Even if Kevin came in and, J- like, Jimmy or Solo wound up taking him out and he was unsuccessful in helping Sammy and Sammy still lost, whatever. It's just, like, like the only defense I could possibly think of is Sammy didn't try to help Kevin win the championship. He didn't turn on Roman before the match was over, so Kevin didn't help Sammy until the match was over. That's the only bit of continuity you can really put in there. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you know, like uh, Sammy stopped the beating on Kevin and took the rest of the beating himself, kind of like saving Kevin from like you know, that extra abuse that could have shelved him in kayfabe world, obviously. And like, so he could have like given a one up to Sammy's kindness there. And just, yeah, just the fact like that Kevin came out afterwards, it's just who, who the hell cares? Who cares? Like, yeah, like, I, why? Why like, bother? It's a hometown Montreal pop. Like, I got, so yeah, Montreal cared specifically for their hometown hero. Just but like he should have came out right after Jimmy. He should have came out right after Jay. You know, and those were the only two people on the bloodline that came. Solo wasn't even there. No, Solo wasn't even around. So why wouldn't you come after Roman if he knew, you knew he was weak in a way? He didn't have all his boys. He only had two. Jimmy was already down. Jay got hurt because of Sammy's mistake. He yeah. was going for Roman. You know, now we got, um, 
um, you know, uh, Kevin coming out after the fact, it's like, what's the point? What was the point of all of that? There yeah. was none. He should have came out after Jay came out. You know what I mean? Like, it makes it made no sense to me and everything. You know? Very, yeah. very dumb. And it's primarily the fact that, uh, like, you know, they keep giving Kevin Stone Cold's gimmick, like, to a degree. And I just feel like there is absolutely nothing Stone Cold about waiting until after the damage is done, after... You know, like, you know, there's the turn or the, the slight further turn of the Usos that, you know, was, had already started. Like, waiting until after Sammy lost his opportunity at the WWE Universal Championship. Like, it, it, it was just, like, totally anti-Stone Cold to, like, let everything continue being the way that it is. But, hey, I'm not going to let you beat up my friend anymore. Like... I guess maybe, okay, Canadian Stone Cold, if that's what Kevin really wants to be, but right. like, he, he should aspire to be better than his predecessor, not like just a different version of. And last night, he was in no way, shape, or form showing that he was better than Stone Cold. No. And he, he's still on the path to where he could be. I want to see, you know, people outdo as great as wrestling ever was, outdo the Attitude Era. I want to see wrestling get better, but like... Do the wrestlers, does Triple H. Like, yeah. Vince obviously didn't. Vince just, you know, wanted to feed his own ego, so we had to suffer through that for so long, and now things are finally starting to change, but, the, like, that just had McMahon written all over it. Yeah. Finished to that match. Like, it made zero sense aside from Sammy didn't help Kevin win, so Kevin didn't help Sammy win, but that's just spiteful bullshit. That shouldn't be affecting their hometown pops at Montreal, like. Yeah, no, I I agree too. I I think it was very um, ridiculous that Kevin waited till after everything was said and done, waiting till oh, okay now Sammy's getting beat up. Let me now join in. It's like he was getting beat up the whole entire match. Yeah. He was. I mean, he was putting it up his own. He had two hell halua uh, kicks. He hit him with a spear. He hit he hit him with a Superman, Superman punch, punch, which not for nothing, Sammy got air on that. No one's really talking about that. We almost got the through the turnbuckle DDT outside yeah. the ring and Roman reversed it. But when's the last time we saw Sammy even attempt that? A long it must time have been, ago. Yeah, it must have been since like before he started teaming with Shinsuke Nakamura and trying to be everyone's wingman in the back. Like, yeah. It was, that, that must have been like since the last time he really had a decent solo run, which thankfully we're definitely back to. Right. Because yeah. Sammy is over the fucking moon right now. Championship yeah, there's nobody. Not. There's nobody that doesn't want Sammy to sit and uh, pretty on the top right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, again, you know, that's that's what made it a four out of five for me was Kevin coming out so late, so not worthy. We didn't need to see Paul Heyman take a stunner. We didn't need to see Paul Heyman try fighting I mean, Kevin that was Owens. Funny. That was, Absolutely, like, yeah. If funny. that happened during the match where Kevin finally got involved and Heyman was like, you're killing my tribal chief and got involved and Kevin just like nonchalantly turned around and stunned him, stunned him during the match, 5.5 out of 5. Yeah, oh no, my that, God. Yeah, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I just, again, I wish uh, we had... Um, Kevin come in a lot earlier, you know, would it have affected the outcome? I don't think so. I think we all 
kind of knew in the heart of hearts that Roman was going to win, Roman was going to retain. As much as we didn't want Roman to win and we didn't want Roman to retain, we wanted almost that triple threat or even that Sammy versus Cody main event uh, at Mania type of match. You know, we knew Cody was going to win Mania no matter what. It is in his contract. So, again, you know, I, I'd rather have seen Sammy and Cody. I feel like they would have put on a 10 out of 10, 20 out of 20 maybe yeah. a night than, than Roman and Cody will. You know, yeah, it's personal now for Cody because of the Paul Heyman promo. Yeah, Cody has a big mission and Cody has a story that he needs to finish handing his father in a spiritual way the championship he never got to win or never got a chance to hold. So, you know, we're getting all of that. But again, it's like, you know, Sammy's story almost made it more worth him going to Mania to main event that those two championships and being the face of the company per se for 30-ish days until Mania came. I mean, you know. like at the same time, I do think that, especially just with the current, with how he's standing with the company, Sammy's first world championship, he deserves a longer run than a month. They shouldn't make a Kofi out of him. Like No, we don't need another Kofi moment. Like, like... Maybe if this whole, like, it'd be stupid if the feud was over the IC of the U.S. Championship. If that was the case, then yeah, whatever. If Sammy won it for a month and dropped it to Cody, then, uh, like, it, it would be understandable. But, like, or if Sammy won the World Championship in the past, and this is, like, his third or fourth or second or fifth reign, like, then, again, whatever. He got the title again and then dropped it a month later. But his first, when he's, like, on yeah. top of the world like he is... Like, I mean, yeah, they totally turned Sami Zayn into the new Daniel Bryan. And now oh, like, yeah. Cody's on contract to beat Roman at WrestleMania and end the streak. And everyone just wants to see Sami be the world champion. And I mean, like... We're having it happen. It's either SummerSlam. Yeah. yeah. You know, Roman drops the belt, one of them, and goes, Sami, I'm going to fight you for the you know WWE Championship at, at SummerSlam. You got the money in the bank. You know, he, he gets thrown in the Money in the Bank situation ladder match. He wins the Money in the yeah, Bank. He Sam, cashes like, it in on uh, Cody. Uh, I, like, I would almost put money on Sammy winning Money in the Bank this year. Yeah. And, like, as though he and Cody are cool now. So, I mean, because out that, maybe Sammy, like, I, what, I, I know Rob Van Dam was sure as hell the first, but I don't think anyone else really... Uh, no, John Cena lost. So, but I think it was just RVD and Cena won money in the bank and were like, okay, I'm cashing in on this night. Right. Like, you're not getting a match prior. I'm not going to jump you and, like, cheat to win. I'm going to win, like, as a man in right. a one-on-one -on -one match. Right. That's how this is going to go down. I can see Sammy doing that with Cody. For sure. That'd be For great. Sure. Rather than, like, needing to win a tournament or fight his way to become number one contender, win money in the bank, and then just drop it and be like, next pay-per-view or SummerSlam Survivor Series. Like, you can make the date anytime in the next year. Next WrestleMania. Like, screw you. Like, right. <laughs> screw everybody I mean, here. We're going to wait till next media to see us in yeah. action. And that'll, and then that'll be, they could make that out next year. Cody goes on a one year run with both championships. And, but then, like, and they just go on it. So it's going to be Sammy versus Cody. Every match they have, they like a little, he's going to have Sammy Zayn next year. Or like, no matter who wins the championship from Cody at this point. Sami Zayn has them at WrestleMania, keep reminding people, and eventually the Rumble comes around and it's, well, what the hell are we going to do? Right. So then it becomes, okay, well, Sami, pick. Uh, do you want the Universal or the WWE Championship? Cody goes up, we get one more year of the unified titles, and then next year we get a Rumble match, or maybe the Rumble winner goes on to lose to Cody. Cody retains one. 
tired the second night where he finally loses to Sammy. There's a lot they can do with it. But yeah, Sammy should win Money in the Bank. And whether I'm totally wrong and he just jumps Cody, like uh, that's a heel move and he shouldn't. But whether he sets the day for far in advance, whether he sets the day for the next Monday on Raw, like he should cash in and win at that point. For sure. No, yeah. for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, no, overall I give this pay-per-view a, a three out of five uh, for me. I think it was way better than the Rumble. I mean, hands down, way better than the Rumble for me. Uh, the men's Rumble was cool. Women's Rumble was cool. Bray and Alexis matches were the most disappointing of them all. I liked the idea of the pitch black match. We didn't need all of the Mountain Dew pitch black logos and colors and all of that kind of, you know, all over the place. I mean, WWE got a million dollars out of it. That's what Mountain Dew paid them to do the pitch black match, which was cool. But again, you know, like the whole... Uncle Howdy trying to be Macho Man Randy Savage, totally missing that elbow. You know, we didn't need that. We didn't need that. They should have utilized the Firefly Funhouse or, or Uncle Howdy in Alexa's match like they did in uh, Bray's match. You know, we had both. We had the puppets all the way on the coming out. And then we also had, um, uh, whatchamacallit, we had, um, you know, Uncle Howdy on the top. And then he drops and... And it's like, you know, oh, great. We're just getting a little vignette for Alexa. Cool. Like a nice little afterthought, Alexa. Yeah, it would have been so cool. I still think that if they had that whole thing go down, Uncle Howdy does the dive, the pyro goes off, Alexa Bliss's match is next. She goes through. Instead of having Howdy on the camera, they should have had Howdy come out totally fine, unscathed from that huge drop, laughing at Alexa instead just to show his resilience. And right. that he did that huge spot. And got right back up and went on to his next project. Right. Like, yeah. it never even happened. That would have been breathtaking. <laughs> but just getting a pre-recorded promo of for Alexa to cry to and then disappear. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, Alexa deserved better than that. The, the Wyatt Six deserved better than that. But, we deserved better than that. Yeah. yeah. When everything that lasted up to the rumble, we deserved better than that. Um, but no, again, the, the pay-per-view of this one was very good. We just watched a little bit of New Japan before this. Uh, we saw yeah. Mercedes Monet win, become the new uh, IGW Women's Champion. I know we only got a few minutes left here. Uh, and then um, we watched, unfortunately, Jay White be kicked out of New Japan now from the match with Eddie Kingston. I mean, unfortunately for specifically New Japan. Yeah. They're the only ones who lost there. We're, like, Jay We're White's getting not Jay going White. back to Japan. No. With the rest of the roster. He's... Where do we see Jay White, though? Do we see him in AEW? Do you see him in WWE? And if WWE, do we really see him in the main roster? Or do we see him in NXT? I what mean, do you think? What do I think or what do I want? Um, Both. <laughs> Both. Uh, what I want is for him to have a couple one-off matches. No contract signings. Just a couple bangers where he doesn't win any championships. Has some great matches against Mox, against Darby Allin, Brian Danielson. Goes to AEW for a minute. And, like, has some dream matches that we'd like to see him in that they couldn't do at Forbidden Door. And then uh, he'll dis he can disappear from that. He can do all that while he's talking about contract negotiations with WWE. And then show up in NXT. Because, mm. like, not only would he, like... Uh, he could use some work getting used to an American audience. Because it's night and day compared to working for Japan where they... This was his first one, the Battle of the Valley, really. Yeah, in a hell of a long time, at least, at least since it's like super indie days. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, going wrestling at like high school gymnasiums. Like, yeah, this has been 
so like so much bigger and, yeah um and yeah but like at the same time i do feel like the audience at this uh event has like they were more reminiscent of a japanese crowd still it was still on jpw when whenever they did any of these like really unique unusual spots where then like you know no one won but like uh, no one even like took the fall they just kind of faced off like as sort of like a rivalry stance like you know the telling the audience is going to be good and everyone lost their shit and like then there was just the quiet applause fading out yeah like that doesn't happen in, in like wwe crowds and aew crowds that's almost that, that is really purely a japanese thing yeah no for sure for sure um but but yeah not like not only do i think that like you know you could have, have an easy way of like learning how to work an american audience again like or a big american audience for the first time in his career mm-hmm he will also bring NXT to another level because they oh, need yeah. him just as much as he can like utilize the developmental uh, because he's going to be a star either way. Like uh, moving forward with NXT, eventually stepping up to WWE with AJ Styles, Rey Mysterio. Uh, you can go down the list. Uh, I'd love to see him fight Montez Ford someday. Ooh, that would, that would be a wild match. <laughs> like, that would be two, two great athletes right there. Yeah, there's almost too much for him to do in WWE, especially just to run in there with no backstory. Like, he yeah. needs a little bit of an establishment. Yeah, let him get a couple NXT. in there. Yeah, have him show up for WWE for the first time, maybe at the Rumble next year or something. Yeah. Have, have him face off with a few people, hear who he gets the biggest pops for. Like, yeah, him and Carmelo Hayes would be nice to see. JD, yeah. JD McDonough would be nice to see him. Waller would be interesting. I like to see him even try to go for Braun Breaker's NXT belt and see I'm if about he can to say hold. Bronson Reed. No, 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 <laughs> Bronson Reed. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. But, yeah. but uh, no, Braun Breaker for sure. You know, maybe getting that belt and title opportunity really then elevating NXT to a higher level yeah. than Braun has already yeah. been doing. And then, and then letting Braun finally make his step up to WWE, exactly. knowing that the company's in good hands. Great so, hands. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. for sure, for sure. But uh, I think that's it for now. We got the Last of Us podcast. The Last of Us show to watch now, so we're gonna go. We're gonna go do that. Last thing we almost missed is Monet does not deserve the championship. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. All right. We got a little time. Yeah. So tell me, <laughs> tell me why you think that this was a bad move. It's, for... it's her debut match. The Kyrie was the first like IWGP Women's Championship, mm-hmm. the Women's Champion like ever. Like <laughs> she has. She is the most important female superstar, or women, uh, whatever you want to call her, whatever NJPW calls them. The two have ever existed. Like, she does have decent competition, but, like, Mercedes should not have been the one. Mm-hmm. Or at least, like, I mean, does she not, she deserves to be in, like, a main, in, like, a co-main event title picture. Absolutely. She could debut there. She has an illustrious enough career. Oh, yeah. But, like, she took a year off. Like, you could even see it. And, like, Kyrie is usually so charismatic, over the top, getting the audience pumped. And it was definitely not the American audience that was bumming her out that night. Yeah. Like, she like she was not in, like, a great mindset at any point. You could see from the moment she stepped out onto the ramp, like, she was a lot more serious and it had nothing to do with any promos, nothing Monet said, like... Kyrie was her usual self leading up to the match when clearly no one told them who was going to win beforehand. It was right. like probably a night of or in the last couple of days that someone finally told her like, yeah, you're going to drop the championship. And like it was probably like a women's t- championship was probably in Monet's contract. 
I wouldn't be surprised. But like, it shouldn't have been that soon. She should have like gotten herself together six months later, something yeah. like that. Or even yeah. just like you know had a, like good matches, beat the other women on television for even a couple of months. It didn't have to be half a year. Like it, it could just be like a little while to establish give herself yourself. A, yeah. yeah, run through the little kinks and. And everything, kind of get the cobwebs out and, and then be like, okay, I'm ready for you. Get a rapport, prove she can hang, but she should have lost that first match, earned her way back up, and finally, like, conquered the mountain. After mm. earning it, not just showing up and being like, Snoop Dogg did my theme song, I'm taking your championship. Like, that, that's <laughs> all she did. Right. Like, like yeah, she's good on the mic, but, like, that was just part of why they hired her with such a good contract. Is they know she's talented at what she does. Oh, yeah. But she, she never earned that. She just demanded it before going to NJPW, and I'm sure if they didn't oblige, she'd be in AEW right now. Yeah. Also without any gold. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, she most likely probably, if in my opinion, probably would have took Jade Cargill down. I think maybe Jay Cargill would have been the one to lose, finally. Yeah, and, and rather than like have her just show up and beat Jade Cargill, they'd have had her go up against Britt Baker, lose a women's championship match, like beat Tony Storm, beat, uh, uh, I almost said Ruby Riot, Ruby Soho. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, have her like go down the line of the women over there, put on some bangers, earn her way, and then eventually like she comes to Jade Cargill, and it just like... Yeah. yeah, you've had your career like everyone else. I'll beat you like everyone else. Have Jade Cargill not take it seriously at all and finally get her come up. And yeah, it could have been, could have totally been Mercedes Monet. But yeah, nah, she did not deserve a like uh, that win at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were some great spots. I like the table spot. Got the table that spot was wild. Sharpshooter into the cross face. Like clearly, she still has it. Oh and yeah, like uh, that. Some of those exchanges were beautiful. Like. But, like, that's not... It's just the finish. It's just the change in championships should not have happened. Yeah. Like, there was no good reason for it. Like, I'm still bummed out. I mean, I'm a Kyrie Sane stand, or Kyrie stand. Yeah. So. Yeah, great gimmick, great costume. She did, oh, yeah. She did great. Love the pi- like, only good wrestler, pi- or pirate wrestler to ever live. I don't think anyone's ever going to do it that well ever again. <laughs> I gotcha. Well, we're going to end it yeah, there. Yeah, we're at. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate Anytime. it. Yeah, no, for sure. You'll definitely be on uh, more and more as the weeks go on and everything. We got Revolution coming up. That's yep. about two weeks away now as of this, as of today. Uh, we're excited for what could be MJF's first title defense. Well, second, really. Second title defense of the new year. Uh, um, of the new year, yeah. Yeah, and uh, possibility to swap over to Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson, whatever you want to call him. I always keep calling him Daniel Bryan, even though it's Brian Danielson now. I, I yeah, it's so yeah. hard to just with with the similar names. Yeah, I almost just screwed up Ruby Soho a second ago. Yeah, I screw up Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson all the time for even more obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah. The only one I don't mess up is John Moxley. Yeah, that's he, a brand new name. <laughs> like I'll accidentally call Dean Ambrose in WWE John Moxley. Right. He's always been John Moxley. He was just poorly booked for that period of his life. Yeah. No, I, I'm excited to see what we get at Revolution. Yeah. We got the guns and the acclaim. We got a uh, tag team gauntlet coming up this week to find out the last two spots of this eight-man tag team uh, match for the tag team belts of the guns. Uh, it's yeah. the guns' first title defense, MJF, Iron Man match. Uh, we also got um, Samoa Joe and Warlow for the TNT belt, which... Yeah, Warlow's going to win. 
I hope so. I, yeah. I, you know, as much as I like Samoa Joe, I need Samoa Joe to stay at ROH and keep doing really good things over there. Uh, on yeah, top because, of that, I mean, ROH needs him as much as like he can utilize them. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, and then on top of that, we have uh, probably the women's championship matches. TBS belt's probably going to be on defended at some point at Revolution, as well as Jamie Thayer's. Um, you know, women's belts, uh, women's belts over there for AEW. Hangman Adam Page and Ron Moxley are going into a Texas death match for the last time. We're ending the story finally Good. between the two of them. Uh, and of I course, many, many more so coming. TV matches. Oh like, yeah. God, there were they, like, that should be exclusively a pay-per-view thing, but I'm glad that they're ending it in a death match. Those yeah. Two guys, uh, that is going to be fun no matter what. I can't pick who I want to win. Yeah. I, I just want to watch the match. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I then, couldn't uh, put money on anyone. <laughs> yeah. We got, uh, Keith Lee showed back up this week on uh, AEW to save Dustin Rhodes. I know we didn't really yeah, talk too much about yeah. this week in wrestling, but uh, the biggest news was, yeah, Keith Lee, besides, of course, Elimination Chamber, uh, Keith Lee came back with a new look, a new hairstyle. Very Shelton Benjamin hair. Yeah, Shelton Benjamin hair. Uh, we're probably going to get Keith and Swerve at Revolution. Cool. For yeah, sure. Cool Very excited. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, we're probably going to get, uh, we've got Yuta and Orange Cassidy this week coming up. Uh, fighting one another. No belts or anything. It's just more of a... They used to be best friends, and now they're mortal enemies. So we'll see what happens. Ricky Starks, uh, I mean, uh, Action Andretti, is going to be facing Sammy Guevara on Wednesday because of the match on Friday with Ricky Starks and Daniel right. Garcia. So we're getting that again. Um, and probably a whole lot of other nonsense coming in throughout this time. Oh, it's yeah. Anarchy. And, uh, you know, of course, we had the crazy promo from MJF that caused a lot of Nassau police over here. Uh, a lot of phone calls over great storytelling from MJF, man. I, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm going to just say this so we can wrap it up. But, uh, yeah, man, what a story. What a, uh, what a fictional tale he decided to tell about his days in high school crashing his Camaro with uh, Liv or whoever this Liv may quote-unquote be. I mean, clearly it's a shout-out to Liv Morgan, a friend of his in, in WWE. Uh, and, uh, you know, the story was clearly made up. You know, it was his high school buddies that has that got into the car accident with him. Uh, it wasn't the weather setting or anything wasn't all true. That was more made up. But it made the National Police Department over here very busy for a couple of days with 300 phone calls called in in a two-day span talking about the pos the actual supposedly crime that was committed from MJF's story and how they wanted him to be locked <laughs> up and put away and throw away the key because of his actions, because he could have killed somebody or killed or hurt that girl entirely. I think the that's the first time I've heard a police department need to be like, uh, yeah, we're pretty sure that is a fictional television story. Yep, that's what they did. Yeah, that's what they spoke <laughs> yeah. on, on Facebook. They were like, he got you good because nah, it's not true, guys. So uh, remember, this is TV. This isn't reality. So, you know, it's uh, very, very different. Very different stuff. But uh, And then, of course, we saw... Christopher Daniels come out this we'll week. We see more of him. I mean, yeah. ROH is back on TV, so we were not. Yeah, see that's more the biggest him. news. Is yeah. ROH is coming to television this week? We find out what exactly that means with Tony. Uh, maybe it's a TV show, like a USA Network. Could it be on TBS? Could it be on TNT? Do we get a 
Wednesday TBS and then two nights of TNT. Is it with... doomed to the Siffy channel? Oh, God. Please, no sci-fi. <laughs> Please, no sci-fi. Please, no Pix 11. Do not put it on Fox. Fox already has the WWE. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They probably are contractually obligated not to ROH, have anything else. The ROH would not be worth enough for Fox. They would. They, no. they won't pull that amount of views yet, at least. Right. And that's why they need Samoa Joe. Now, Samoa Joe, he's had this extensive career in WWE. Any hardcore wrestling fan knows about his run in TNA. Oh, yeah. And like so, he's gonna get pe- he's gonna draw people no matter what championship Absolutely. or not. Like no matter what he's doing, if he's there, he's gonna get people watching. I think because of Christopher Daniels' appearance in mm-hmm. AEW and oh, how yeah. like freakishly well he's still doing after like all this time, decades yeah. now in the company. Like he's gonna draw AEW fans now and. I hope the Forbidden Door stays open. I hope I, do too. I hope like ROH has been making appearances on AEW. AEW makes appearances on ROH, and NJPW makes appearances on ROH. Like the ROH uh, mid card champion, I forget what it's even called, but he was in the opening match of the NJPW thing last night. Mm-hmm. And like, I hope the Forbidden Door just stays wide open. Wide open. Broken like uh, you know, the door Jay used and, uh, last night. Like uh, I hope it stays yes. that way. Shattered, gone. Like WWE can. Close it and lock it up. Build a brick wall in its place like they like to. Whatever. Who cares? More for everyone else yeah. to collaborate with each other. It, it, it needs to stay open. It will just be wildly fun. 100%. Just, you know, have Mox show up in ROH once in a while or NJPW. <coughs> like Darby Allen. Like give them the ability to go other places. Yeah. Let Let's Kota, get come in. Let's yeah, get... let Kota Ibushi show the fuck up at ROH just to piss off Samoa Joe. Yeah. Wildly fun. And then no, say he beats Joe and now Joe can't go get his revenge because he's contracted to ROH. Yeah. And has to wait for a forbidden door opportunity to go kick his ass in NJPW. Yeah. Like, it, there could be so much fun to be had there. Oh, yeah. And I sure. hope it continues the way it has been and nothing gets closed off because ROH has its own show now. Right. All right, but we do need to wrap up. Yeah. We got three minutes to the show, so we're gonna wrap it up here. Thank you so much for coming on and being part of the. Uh, Thank you. Absolutely, the last week in wrestling podcast, and uh, hopefully we do this soon. And of course, everybody, I will see you guys next week for uh, another episode. And of course, Revolution is only two weeks away as of today, so uh, can only imagine what AEW has in store for us going forward. All right, have a great night, great day. Thank you again, and we'll see you all next week. Today's episode is brought to you by W Energy, a cleaner, healthier alternative to your store-bought energy drinks. It comes in a convenient packaging that allows you to moderate your energy intake for your work days, game nights, or even your podcasts. Check out their website and their wide range of flavors at www.wenergy.com and don't forget to use that 10% off promo code last week in wrestling on all of your purchases.